TGIF. Thank God it's fish. I'm Mike Figger, your trusty and trusted reporter. This is the fishbowl. That is the star. Uh, no Saturday availability, because Saturday is like a something other day. Sunday, we got practice. We got regular. Sunday is like a whatever, Wednesday or something. So Sunday inside the star. And uh, <clears throat> obviously, in addition to monitoring all NFL action, as we did today, P.U., uh, we will uh, do so from Frisco with the Cowboys and uh, around town as well. Maybe at the Maverick Bar, 1616 Hebron, 16 minutes from anywhere in the Metroplex. Top 10 items for you tonight. Uh, as the Cowboys still dancing on a Thanksgiving cloud. Is that a thing? Thanksgiving cloud. Uh, after a, a resounding victory and uh, i've got notes and quotes and quips and takes top 10 takes as a matter of fact we will of course do it with your help get in get on be good bring something of intellect to the table besides just making fun of the fact that i'm dressed in washington commandos uniform uh this is this is my fall colors it's like a fireside chat it's it's warm it's supposed to be warm <laughs> Marsha dressed me. Item one, we must protect this house. Remember that? Uh, the Under Armour commercials before anybody knew what Under Armour was? Well, now we've got Dak Prescott, who's very much in the news today. Hmm, interesting. Uh, pointing out the advantages of playing and winning at AT&T Stadium. Uh, we're going to get to Dak and the numbers in a little bit. And if you're a if you're a Dak liker, you're going to like him. Uh, if uh, if you enjoyed the Dak show, more of that to come. So stay tuned. Dak Prescott, we got to take care of business as we've done at home. Protect this stadium, he said. Hmm, I like it. It's, it's called AT&T Stadium, by the way. Uh, they spent a lot of money for that, so um, we should probably acknowledge that. Prescott, in the MVP conversation, sorry if you don't like it. His stats over the course of, what, six weeks now? Eye-popping. 70.5% of his passes completed, almost 1,900 yards, eight touchdowns, two interceptions, and I point out strongly, forcefully, with my chest out, 18 to two touchdown to interception ratio is how you get to be an MVP candidate. That is the number. Oh, by the way, uh, quarterback rating 122.6 and a five and one record. That's how you do it. You also do it, and McCarthy said this, uh, he's he fond of saying this, I bet you this came from Marty Schottenheimer because all of his uh, old thoughts come from uh, the late, great Marty Schottenheimer, his first uh, NFL mentor, uh, or one of his first NFL mentors. Sweep at home, split on the road. Now, every time he says that, I'm like, Big Mike, you should just say the first part. Let's not concede that you should split on the road, but, but sweep at home. That's part of a formula. Cowboys at home. No team in NFL history has opened a season with five home games like this. Never. All 20 
points or more blowouts. One, two, three, four, five. Additionally, Cowboys have outscored the visitors, and I don't care who the visitors are. Doesn't make any difference. That's not part of the stat. They've outscored the visitors 205 to 60. Uh, Cowboys have never trailed at home. There's more. Dallas, NFL active high, 13 straight at home. Now within five games, and maybe this will give some perspective to the people that say, well, you know, you haven't played. The franchise record is 18 straight at home, spanning 1979 and 1981. That was, of course, the sainted coach Tom Landry in charge. They were in the midst of an NFL record run of 20 consecutive winning seasons. I want you to ask yourself something, especially if you're uh, an old head who might have been around during that time. Do you think that about them? Well, Landry must not have played anybody. I mean, he must have had some easy ones to win 18 straight at home. And the answer is, I mean, relatively easy? Yeah, of course they did. Of course they had teams that weren't as good as them. So what? Think about it. That's one. That's You should hit the like button for that. That's one when you've got your cowboy questioning, cowboy cynical, or cowboy hating friends that you throw back in their face. Do you disrespect Tom Landry when they won 18 straight at home? Because I promise you, they beat the hell out of the somebodies over the course of that time. Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals, somebody. They beat plenty of bad teams. And nobody cares now. It still counts. So those numbers really rack up in a way now, you know, um, eventually you got to, eventually, especially in the playoffs, uh, <clears throat> you're going to have to, you know, not play at home. We get that. But Seattle, Philadelphia, here they come. Kenneth Easley, $10 pitch in. Uncle Fish, they haven't beaten anyone with a winning record. They've only played two teams with a winning record. How long will that narrative last? As long as the dolts and dullards keep saying it. Who's Miami? And, and I don't have all this in front of me. I'm just asking. I, I won't have I don't pretend I don't have all the answers. Who are all the good teams that Miami beat? Who are all the great teams that Philadelphia beat? Where's all the superpowers that San Francisco beat? Where are all the other great teams that the great teams are supposed to be beating? How many great teams are there? You know when you beat the great teams? In the playoffs. Because they're all good then. I watched the Dolphins today. The Jets, that is the worst off, that, that might be the worst offense in modern NFL history, what the Jets did today. And Tua wasn't carving them up at all. Part of the job of being a good team, part of the way you get to be a good team 
is to make sure you beat the bad teams. It, it, people are turning this into an insult. They're, they're turning a fact into an insult. Item. We talk a little bit around here about pro football focus and, um, and how much I admire their impossible task and admire the task, but also skeptical of the numbers. Why? Because how can a collection of people grade all these different games on the same level, on the same grade scale, and all these players and all their assignments, how could they possibly know their assignments? They can't. But I appreciate the endeavor. And so take it for what it's worth. Dak Prescott, as I said, 22 of 32, 331 yards, and all them touchdowns. Pro Football Focus gives Dak a 97.0 grade for his performance. The best grade a quarterback has received since 2007. That was among the best quarterbacking performances, according to Pro Football Focus grade, in almost 20 years. I'll give you one more on deck and then I'll leave it alone. Okay, I'll give you uh, I'll give you one more on deck then I won't leave it alone. McCarthy says he's on a hot streak that reminds me of well guess. Guess I mean when Mike McCarthy is talking about quarterback hot streaks who 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 are we talking about? Yes, he's talking about Aaron Rodgers. And now I'll say one more thing about Dak and then I'll leave it alone. Hey, Interceptions are in his DNA, guys. Where are you? I can't hear you. <laughs> Item. One of my great uh, sources of pride is you. We're starting to do a little habit uh, on, on Cowboy Home Weekends. Um a bunch of you are saying, "Fish, I'm gonna, I'm going to the star. My family's going to the star. Can you say hi to us?" So uh, we're we're starting to do that. And the chance to meet you in person, to hang out with you, um, or to do it the way we do it here, see you at the stadium, see you at the bar, whatever it is. Jeff Bledsoe, ten dollar pitch into the refund. Happy holidays and thank you for what you do every day, Fish. My only concern is penalties. Um, I'm, I've been a fan since uh, 1978. Yes, I'm old. No, you've been a fan since way before 1978. Um, I the 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 penalty that jumped out for me, and I put it on Twitter, and I didn't wasn't trying to be snarky. I was just saying, there's Sam Williams, always getting involved in something. Just a tremendous athletic play to go cover the punt, and then um, then you know, grab the guy's face mask. Being involved with you uh, the way I have for 34 years and then now here in this very personal forum. You know, I'm in my living room, you're in living room. You're, you're, you're in your living room. I'm, I'm 
in my cubicle at the star, you're driving down the street in your car. It's very, it's personal stuff. And so it's a great honor and privilege for me. That's the upside. Here's the downside. We just hit officially 67,000 fish heads in Cowboy Nation. We will, uh, maybe we'll get to 70,000 by the end of this season. Wouldn't that be something? That's great. It's impressive. But the Thursday game is the third highest rated, third most eyeballs of a regular season game in NFL television history. And on the headline, we just put it up at CowboysSI.com. You can go read it. Please do, by the way, bookmark it, CowboysSI.com. Originally, one of my guys had Washington Commanders in the headline. Cowboys versus Washington Commanders earns highest rate. And I'm like, just take Commanders out of there. They had nothing to do with it. Nobody watched that game for the Commanders. I mean, you know, 15 guys with hog noses somewhere in Virginia. That's it. The rest of them were either cowboy lovers or cowboy haters. 44 million of us. And so that's my sadness. There's 44 million of us and I only have 67,000? <laughs> uh, diddly diddly dink, what? No, I'm just kidding. I don't care. I'm happy. I'm I'm happy. Happy as a clam. Happy right where we are. But more, please. <laughs> Item four, LeBron, make up your mind. LeBron James, 6'9". Uh, so his seat on the bandwagon is going to have to be extra leg room. Make up your mind, LeBron. I grew up a Cowboy fan. I grew up a Browns fan. I'm an L.A. guy. Pick one, LeBron. You're not six. You're not in third grade. Pick one. And then, of course, LeBron jumps off the bandwagon uh, on the national anthem kneeling thing, which, just for me, that has nothing to do with with what team I like. Nothing. If I'm a fan of the Minnesota Twins and one guy kneels and one guy doesn't, I, all of a sudden I'm not a fan of the Twins anymore. I don't care. Do whatever you want to do. If I'm a fan of the Minnesota Twins and some former general manager of the Minnesota Twins turns out to be a mass murderer, I don't care. I mean, I care, but I don't quit liking the Twins. Doesn't have anything to do with me. That's my team. So pick it, LeBron. Because now he's like, yeah, Deron Bland, go. Wait a minute, LeBron, I thought you didn't like the Cowboys anymore. So now that they're good, interesting, exciting, and on national TV, and they have a star player whose first name kind of rhymes with yours, LeBron, Deron, kind of. Welcome back, LeBron James. <laughs> Item five. The thing I hate most about this show is all the times that I'm wrong. Rusty Haskins. Hey, Fish, can you ask Coach McCarthy if he's going to let Hunter Lipke carry the ball? Let me ask you a question, Rusty. Seriously. And I love you. You're one of my 70,000 favorite fish heads. Why would I do that? What would be the point? 
The only way for me to do that would be to go down the hall with him one-on-one -on -one and say, hey, Big Mike, Hunter Lipke's cousin, Rusty Hankins, Haskins, has a question that he wanted to ask me, so I'm going to ask it. I'm not going to stand up at the press conference and say, Coach, you know, you just won 45 to 10, but when are you going to let Hunter Lipke carry the ball? When are you going to let your fourth running back, fifth running back, whatever, carry the ball? I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Item five is uh, is how embarrassing it is to be wrong on this show as often as I am. Now, I like to joke that I've only been wrong three times in my life, uh, and I divorced the first two of them. Thank you, professional sports writer. But the truth is, this morning we were talking about how the, uh, the kittle and the kettle were essentially the same thing. That some people have a right to be offended because the cowboys were so arrogant that they put turkey legs in the Salvation Army kettles with the plan to eat them right in the commander's face after touchdowns. And I said, well, yeah, right in their face, just like Kittle put F. Dallas right in your face on his T-shirt. And the other thing that two things have in common, had, had the 49ers lost that game, had the Cowboys lost this game, nobody would ever known about their secret confidence. Their secret confidence would have remained a secret and their confidence would have been eroded. And a, a bunch of you, as we argued back and forth, because this is a bar room before we go to the classroom, a bunch of you argued and I listened. And now we're gonna move to the classroom. Yes, I'm wearing Jack Del Rio's old coaching gear. By the way, speaking of politics, Jack Del Rio politics uh, don't necessarily agree with mine, but I've known Jack for, gosh, 30 years. And he was tremendous help to me when he was a player here. So see, I, I don't care who you voted for. We, we could still be friends. And, and and you don't care who I, by the way, you don't care who I voted for? And I'm never gonna tell you, ever, who I ever voted for, ever. Some of you pointed out, here's a difference, Fish. Throw this in here. At least the Cowboys' arrogance was for charity. Aha. So it's a great point. Until Kittle says, I'm going to sell these T-shirts and give all the proceeds to cancer research, he will not match what Dak, Ferguson, Cavante, etc., uh, did endorsed by the way by Big Mike in the right circumstance and of course Jerry nodded his head to the whole thing because that action raised money for the subaction army so I'm wrong on that one you're right and good on you as we say I don't know we're in Australia I'm wrong on that one you're right on that one and I'm glad you're right because that, that shows how smart we are. Uh, please do hit the like button. That beats the algorithms on YouTube. They give you cowboy credit. They give you muscle. If you hit the like button, they YouTube literally algorithmically. There's a word. Is that a word? Algorithmically. You can. Can you tell Marsha? Can you tell I'm a professional broadcaster? I just made up a word algorithmically and said it like a like I'm. My fair lady, like I'm the, the, the old man and my fair lady. 
By the way, what, who was that? Harrison? What's his name? You might have to come in here for this. Marsha has, uh, we watch a lot of movies together. She has one pet peeve. Oh, is Rex Harrison was the actor. Okay. Henry Iggins. So you don't have your phone. We're just gonna have to guess. This is, Marsha has, it's not a flaw. She doesn't have any flaws, but she's got a pet peeve that gets in the way of my movie enjoyment. Every single movie that includes a relationship between a man and a woman, she points out the discrepancy in their ages. Huh? She didn't mind you got mail. Because they were the same. But had Tom Hanks been 10 years older, she would pro she would hold had a picket sign on the movie. Uh Rex Harrison in My Fair Lady he must have been 60. Yeah, that was creepy. And then he was then he basically dated, tricked, and bedded little Audrey Hepburn, who must have been 19. So that's if you want to if you want to piss Marsha off. Suggest a movie idea to her in which 50-year-old George Clooney gets to date 25-year-old Tits McGee. And that'll really set her off. <laughs> so uh, I hate to be wrong. Not, not, I really don't. I love being wrong when you guys straighten me out. But to item six, here's where I'm right. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how a receiver of smaller stature has a more limited route tree. And we had a great, some of you guys told me I was absolutely out of my mind. I'm like, this comes from 34 years of talking to wide receivers and wide receiver coaches. So then I, I talked to some more of them after you guys told me, well, you're nuts. And they, they said, yeah, no, that's right. They're, if you're a five foot nine receiver, it's harder for you to get open on certain routes. We're not running a deep out and throwing it to a five foot nine, for instance. They also added though, but there, there's limited route tree for everybody, depending on their skills. McCarthy says today that Cavante Turpin running the post is a particular challenge because of his stature. 5'9", uh, was 152. He told Aubrey Amaranthus here on uh, the show and on CowboysSI.com that he gained 10 pounds. So he's 5'9", 162 now, if he can really keep the 10 pounds on after running around every day. And yes, it's, it's just, it's geometrically difficult to throw the deep ball to the five foot nine guy. Doesn't mean it can't be done. And they just did it. McCarthy also saying, I love that guy. He's a special little guy. Item seven, we've mentioned a couple of times how some people in the cowboy audience and the media decided a long time ago that they just weren't going to accept Mike McCarthy here. Adam Scott, if only Turpin was six foot one and jacked. The problem, Adam, is if he was six foot one and jacked, you know what he'd be built like? Me! <laughs> six one, 206, jacked. The same people that decided they don't like Mike McCarthy, Zolio, I'm aware of what I'm, I'm aware of Tyreek Hill. It can be done. 
course, Tyreek Hill may be the most special little guy to ever play in the NFL. But, oh, yeah, but, you know, Tyreek Hill is all over the place. Tyreek Hill is an exception. Are you guys really going to do this? You're going to go through the list of everybody you ever thought of who was a short receiver? I know. And they had their limitations. Just like a slow receiver has limitations. Get used to this. First of all, I don't think Mike McCarthy's going anywhere. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. We'll see. You know, how, how's the ball? How's the ball bounce? They're, they're, I'm not I'm not locked in. I'm not locked into an opinion on Mike McCarthy's future. You know why? Because my opinions are fact-based. And there's nothing factual yet to tell us what's going to happen in the playoffs. If the Cowboys lose in the first round of the playoffs, if they lose 50 to nothing at the Saints in the first round of the playoffs, that's going to be a different climate for the owner and the head coach than if they win 50 to nothing. So you can't have an opinion in my book on Mike McCarthy's coaching future beyond this year because you don't have facts to have an opinion. I am not going to give you guys a trophy for saying, remember that one receiver who was 5'10"? Yes, I do. I remember that one receiver who was 5'10". I remember a lot of them. I also know that teams are trying not to draft receivers who are 5'10". You ever notice that? You better get used to Big Mike, though, at least for a while, because his frame of reference is going to be, you know, just like Marty used to say, he says it all. He said, must say that every day. You better get used to it. Um, yeah, you know, uh, you know, when we talk about quarterbacks, you know, Dak and, and Aaron, better get used to it. It's Aaron. That's the way it's going to be. And he's not saying that Dak is Aaron. He's saying that Dak is hot the way Aaron could get hot. Bill Bates, by Sikahima was five foot six. Bill, are you shitting me? You're really going to do that? I, I, I was trying not to get into this. Are you shitting me? You think by Sikahima ran nine routes on the Cowboys? He did not. Are you out of your mind? You think by Sikahima lined up against Everson Walls and ran nine routes and beat your ass? I'm going to say that never happened. Jeff Testpilot, I seem to remember Emmett Smith was no towering figure. Emmett Smith didn't run nine routes either. <laughs> what are we doing? Why do you guys do this to me? <laughs> Vaisikahima. <laughs> Vaisikahima returned kicks. He didn't run nine routes. Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> Item eight. Are we involved, relatively speaking, in the golden age of DFW sports? Jeff Bledsoe, $2 pitch in, LOL. <laughs> Sometimes, one of these days, I'm going to learn that 
that you guys are clever enough that as part of the show, you're, you're just you're just trying to give me a a wedgie. You're trying to give me a video wedgie. But uh, Fish, what about Vaisikahima? <laughs> Vaisikahima. Uh, Vaisikahima. Not even Vaisikahima's own family thinks of Vaisikahima as a football player. Well, remember that Vaisikahima? Not even, they don't even sit around in the Vaisikahima family and go, boy, remember old Vaisikahima? But on this show we do, boy. Vaisikahima. Wes Welker is not a nine, did not run nine routes to make a living. You want, keep going. I'll do it all day. Danny Amendola did not run nine routes to make a living. Who else wants to get their ass kicked? Did not happen. Who else wants to, Cole Beasley did not run nine routes for a living. Who else wants to get their ass kicked? Mac Heron. <laughs> Mac Heron, no. Antonio Brown, yes. Ding! Now we got one. Antonio Brown couldn't have been, I mean, 5'10? Antonio Brown. Don, you know what? I, I almost, as we're a little early, I almost got to give you, almost might got to give you Tank Dell. We're a little early. Rob Wright, Art Monk? No, Art Monk was a big man. Tyreek Hill, we've covered. Unique. Zolio nails it, obviously. Uh, Chad Ochocinco uh, is not a tiny man. Zolio gets it. Spud Webb. Remember Spud Webb? He used to run nine routes on the Cowboys all the time. I'll never forget it. Muggsy Bogues, uh, Enrique points out. I mean... Deion Sanders simply could not contain Muggsy Bogues when the Cowboys played against him. Uh, Harold B. with a $2 pitching. Bugs, Bugs Bunny. He ran a nine route like it was a 10. He was so fast against the Cowboys. And Bugs Bunny, smallish. Smallish receiver. The Golden Age. Last four years in Dallas. If you're a DFW sports guy. World Series title. Appearance in the Stanley Cup Finals, trip to the NBA uh, Western Conference Finals, an NFL Division Championship. Uh, yes, the, the 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 Cowboys are bringing up the rear here, but this has been pretty good four years overall. 101 playoff games by these four teams. Rangers, 17. Stars, 50. Mavericks, 31. Cowboys, three. Postseason wins since 2020. Stars, 27. Mavericks, 20. Rangers, 13. Cowboys, one. But still, the golden age. Uh, Phil McConkie did not run nine rounds to beat the Cowboys. Jeff Bledsoe, Uncle Fish Premium. What about Foghorn Leghorn? Foghorn Leghorn was and is still a big, a, a, a big rooster. Boy, I said, boy, you're about as sharp as a pound of wet leather. <laughs> Item nine, the Cowboys have contacted Shaq Lawson. Diddly diddly dink, yeah. And finally, item 10. 
while the national media and even some of my DFW media brothers and sisters are trying to fire Mike McCarthy, who's eight and three, installs a new offense, puts himself as a play car on the offense, and they are a juggernaut. Clearly now the third best team in the NFC. With a chance to double prove it against Seattle. And then a chance to double prove it against the uh, Lions. While Mike McCarthy's dopey, slappy critics are trying to fire him, he's coaching against guys. No, Daryl Sproles did not run nine routes against the Cowboys. <laughs> Deshaun Jackson, Kurt S. Counts. Now we're talking. See, for every slappy, there's a genius around here. We got seven slappies, but we've we've offset it with seven geniuses. Mike McCarthy's Cowboys aren't firing Mike McCarthy. Marshall Falk did not run nine routes against the Cowboys. Rocky Marciano did not run nine routes against the Cowboys. <laughs> the Cowboys aren't killing Mike McCarthy's career. They're doing it to the other guy. They just got Dak, Jack Del Rio fired. They're going to get Ron Rivera fired because the Cowboys are going to beat Washington again in the last game of the year and Rivera will Ron Rivera will be fired the next day. They're, they contributed to Bill Belichick probably being on the outs there. They contributed to um, the, uh, the teenager who coaches the Chargers, uh, little Brandon Staley, that contributed to the possibility that he's on the outs there. JM, Fish, when it comes to the Cowboys news, you are the man, you are the myth, you are the legend. Thank you for all you do. I appreciate that. Staley, Belichick, Rivera. Del Rio, if Brian Dable gets fired, and I guess he won't, the fact that the Cowboys beat him seven million to nothing in two games will be a factor. If the Cowboys go to Buffalo and they beat Sean McDermott, Mike McCarthy is giving the Cowboys life and Mike McCarthy's Cowboys are now the NFL's number one coach killer. And finally, from Kenneth Laskowski, yes, Peter Dinklage from Game of Thrones used to run nine routes against the Cowboys. <laughs> Peter Dinklage. I wish my name was Peter Dinklage. <laughs>